another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping Season 5, Episode 13, titled Together Forever. But before we get into that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. All right, I have three trivia questions this week. Um, one, what is the name of the band showcase? Oh my gosh, not a freaking clue. Northern Sound, Northern showcase. Sound. Number two, what's the name of the competition band at the showcase? So there's a band there that's competing against them. Oh my god. And Spinner showed them like or like told them who it was. I'm really not confident in myself this week. Money. <laughs> money long. Money money. Oh. <laughs> okay. For those of you who can't see, I just showed um my co host Terry the sign for money. So that is how she got that word. That is even... literally hang on. Because now I'm like, where does that even come from? That's funny. Oh, so that actually is um, the ASL sign for money. Oh, that would actually make sense. I mean, Sometimes yeah, we just it, make it up. Right, exactly. Sometimes we have signs that don't actually align with ASL. So I'm surprised that that actually is ASL. Um, <sighs> next question. Where was Craig accepted for school? Toronto University is somewhere in Toronto. Yeah, whatever. I'll give no. it to you. U of T, so University U of Toronto. T. Girl. <sighs> I mean, are you zero yeah. to zero? Are you one and a half out of three? <laughs> we were here, okay? That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, I'm not confident in this episode. This episode obviously didn't stick with me too well, so that's where I'm at with it. I was looking at my notes today, and I thought I had more trivia questions, and I think it's because maybe I looked at the wrong episode, which is the next episode, which what makes is... me think of the song, the next episode. Just throwing that out there. Is the next episode Our Lips Are Sealed or no? No, that's the next, no. next episode. Okay. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, though. I don't have tidbits, but... When you texted me today, I meant to respond, but the way I literally thought that when you texted me about Our Lips Are Sealed, that you were talking about the Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movie. <laughs> oh, because why was I thinking about, isn't that a Hillary Duff song? I think it is. Yes. Or is it from the, is it? Okay. Wait, no, there's a song called The Go-Go's Our Lips Are Sealed. Yes. I'm pretty sure Hillary Duff got a song like Haley Duff, and she does, 2004, it must be Did a they remake. Make it? Yeah. Let's so, find out. Hang on. I was literally like, what? Mary- she was in a Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movie. During the day at work. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm not above it. <laughs> okay, hang on a second. I'm listening to Our Lips Are Sealed, the song, just to see if it's a remake for Hillary and Haley. I can hear it in my head. Mm. 
Yes. Can you hear them? Mm-mm-mm. It must so, be for a movie or something. Yeah, so Hillary, oh God, now I want to know what it's from. This has nothing to do with anything, and because we don't have any tidbits, now you have to learn about Our Lips Are Sealed tidbits yeah. for the next, next episode. Oh, a Cinderella story, apparently. Oh, that makes sense. But, again, there's literally a Mary Kane Ashley movie titled Our Lips Are Sealed, too, so that's why, that's probably actually named after the song, too, now that I think about it. Um, but the way I was really racking my brain, like this bitch Emma was in a Mary Kane Ashley movie, like that's iconic. But then you said her acting was bad. <laughs> oh God! In case anyone was warning about our lips are sealed, the movie was this the one where they're on they're in the witness protection program. I think. I think so. Yes. Look, the Parker I mean, sisters are my placed, girls. Are placed in the FBI's witness protection program. Also, I see. I'm sure you saw that Ashley had a baby and then they posted a picture of mary Kay ashley and then the other the third one who everyone knows except for me oh oh my god what is her name i don't know but i know her her name she in wandavision Mm -hmm. um why are they like genuine copy and paste of each other isn't that crazy they really do all the same face it's also crazy because mary Kay and ashley are fraternal twins so it's like all of you are genuinely just sisters Right. Which none of you are identical, but all of you look identical, and I want to know why. And some of y'all might be smart asses. That's what you look like when your parents are the same, ha- when you have the same daddy. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, my brothers and I have the same daddy, and we do not look like the three of them. Yeah, it really can be hit or miss, because all I hear is that me and my sister have the same face, but then, like, my partner's family, they all they look related, but it's like, yeah, if you guys were all seen separately, you could be like, eh, didn't mm-hmm. want to know. That's yes. funny. The funny thing too is I looked up in the again before I got on, I looked up Our Lips Are Sealed and then I was like, oh, like it was an episode. There's literally a Reddit thread that says this scene in Our Lips Are Sealed part two always gives me chills. Miriam's acting was incredible in these episodes. <laughs> I mean, it oh it was God. certainly something. <laughs> And you know what? It's important this, that we talk shit about it now because right. when we recap it, I'm supposed to sound serious when I'm, when she's like having meltdowns. Yeah, it's a serious episode that will contain a trigger warning. But to talk about it like now and in hindsight is like, girl, I just because again, I said it last week. Emma was has not been acting as of late. I don't know what was going on with her, but she wasn't really putting her foot in it. So interesting that she has a big episode coming up. I do want to be clear that. Uh, I know I sound like a hater and I am a hater and no, I could not do any better than her. So let's just all be open and honest about it. And I also recognize that these were genuine teens and children. She was not a, like, I mean, I don't think she was a huge actress. She was in a couple of other things and Mm -hmm. whatever, but like, this is not what she was raised to do. And so that is okay that she sucks. Right. So, but let's call a spade a spade. (laughs) <laughs> Don't y'all get on here and get mad at me for talking about children. Let's call a spade a spade. She's not a child now, so I can talk shit. Yeah. And what is a podcast without talking shit? Isn't that like in the DNA of a podcast? Exactly. So I say all of this respectfully. Yes. All right. Do so you have any other questions, comments before I get started? No, we can get into this episode that I clearly don't remember and I just watched. So. Wow. Wow, me neither. And I don't even know when I watched this, but I guess I was at work <laughs> last week because... 
first of all, y'all will be very happy to know that Degrassi works at my work network again. That's so funny. That was the most important part. I was like, let me watch these Amazon Prime videos with my ad free because I purchased the season. Mm, I'm going to go in there and I just throw it on our Amazon Prime account, our joint account. And it's like, wow, look at this joint purchase. (laughs) It's me. Liberty and JT are leading a student council meeting and the meeting adjourns. Toby suggests that JT could give Liberty a ride to the event, but Liberty refuses to speak to JT. And the nerve of JT to try and unalive himself. Well, I don't think she says that, but that's like what I was thinking. Because like, girl, why are you mad at him? What else is it about, right? Like, I was wondering the same thing. Because the last time you saw him, he was in the hospital bed. And he was like selling drugs and doing all that stuff. But this seems a little bit much for someone you were also about to just have the baby with. I would would allow her to still be upset with him for dealing drugs, Mm -hmm. though. Like, just because you tried to die does not mean that you get out of the fact that you were also selling drugs and stupidly about it. Yeah, and lying about it, too, because she literally was, like, asking him how the hell he got the money, but... Speaking of which, side note that nobody cares about, short episode (laughs) no one cares about, um, have you seen the series Painkillers on Netflix? Oh, my God. I was in a meeting today, and everyone, they have, like, asked what everyone's been binge-watching, and that's what everyone's been watching. Yeah, it's, like, six episodes. Now, I saw it, and I was like, why does this exist? Because they definitely had... Um, a Netflix or a series on Hulu about the same yeah, kind dope of sick, right? Yes, probably was it? Mm, I don't remember, but you're yes. Um, about the same concept, whatever idea, mm-hmm. and it was entire. It was different. This felt kind of like a satire, the way that they demonstrated. Um, big pharma company, Purdue Pharma. Mm. Oh, I hope they don't come after me. Oh well, anyway, y'all bitches broke, or you should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they kind of like demonstrated them as villains, like yeah. I want to kill as many people as possible with my oxy coffins. <laughs> and it was like, this feels like a joke, but I mean, about a serious topic either way. So I just thought that it was interesting now that I'm thinking about it, that that's what JT was stealing and selling. And that is mm-hmm. also what so many people are writing series on. And Yeah, because it's literally, what is it, an epidemic? epidemic. Mm-hmm. One of my good like friends works uh, in like, drug overdose like awareness and stuff like that and all that stuff is so fascinating to me because it's so freaking common right and, and people i was just hide com- it. i was complaining to my friend about how shitty it is that the response to this epidemic is that people are expected to just carry narcan on ourselves because what mm-hmm. if something happens to someone out in public and to be clear i am not against carrying narcan i'm not against the people having access to it but it's like is there nothing else that we can do to help these people than just being reactive? Is there anything proactive we could do that would be better of assistance to these people, but also to prevent people that is not dare versus just being like, everybody got to carry Narcan now. Like that's crazy. That's just very sad that that's what it has come to. But of course, carry your Narcan and stay safe out there. Anyway, so Away from that serious topic and back to the fact that Toby would like to know a little bit more about Liberty's well-being so he can turn around and repeat it all back to JT. (laughs) 12 minutes and 51 seconds go by before we see a pregnant Liberty again. They really just threw this bitch in the background. Every time they gonna do it. Miss H tells Liberty that she's concerned about Liberty's well-being because 
Liberty seems stressed, and she suggests that Toby just go along to the assembly. Liberty's like, bitch, you don't want no pregnant teen to represent the school? And Miss H is like, no, no, ma'am. I just know that you are pregnant, and you should probably be resting right now. Then Liberty's like, I heard what you said, but actually, Toby, I think (laughs) you snitched on me, because I think you are staging a coup. And you're trying to have me removed, but you won't step down. And you better drive me to the assembly. And again, sidebar, because who wants to talk about Liberty being pregnant? Not Degrassi and not me. <laughs> in Spanish class, in my, like, my first, second level Spanish class, I have no idea. We learned the word, God, what was it? It's a Spanish word for a coup. Golpe de Estado. <laughs> and the translation, so they would give the 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 Spanish word and the translation. So the translation in my book for Golpe de Estado was coup d'etat. And I remember sitting there and being like, but bitch, what is a coup d'etat? And they're like, <laughs> it's a coup d'etat. And I was like, but what is a coup d'etat? Like, this is clearly French. And I am in Spanish class and I speak English. And y'all are telling me that this English or that the word for a Golpe de Estado is a coup d'etat. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is. <laughs> And so that is when I learned both what a coup is, a golpe de estado, and a take a governmental takeover. So you're welcome. I can't. <laughs> Three languages for one general concept, which Toby was definitely not trying to stage on liberty. Unfortunately, on the way to the assembly, Toby's car breaks down and he admits that he had told JT about Liberty's pregnancy and all the details, and JT is the one who snitched to Miss H. I personally would want to fight JT myself because what business do you have? I mean, actually, you have a lot of business. I guess this is your child, Um, but still fuck you. Yeah, no, because you should have, it's on really some, like, you should have thought about all this and, like, being able to care about this when you were, like, selling drugs. But it's so complicated because it's such a toss-up. Like, he did it to try to provide for his family. So it's like, I get it, but it's. It's just a tough scenario. And then you're putting Toby in a weird position and everyone always puts Toby in a weird position. All he ever wants to do is be someone's like real friend. And then you're compromising the, like the confidential shit that he's telling you when he's literally just been like, I'll help you if you just shut up. Right. So as a, as a grown ass woman, I understand this layers to this shit as a 16 year old it's fuck you for, from me, JT. I don't <laughs> give a fuck if there was a reason for you to do all that. I'm still mad at you and your mama's ugly. That's so crazy. I'm sorry. That's no disrespect to Jamie Lee Curtis. She's wonderful. <laughs> I'm screaming. I am on a rampage tonight. Okay, so continuing on through this. Um, Toby is so sick of going between JT and Liberty, but they have to pause this Hermione-esque conversation because you remember in the third movie, she told them that she was like, I am not a carrier pigeon or whatever she said. No, she said an <laughs> owl because they definitely have owls in Harry Potter. Powder. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Anyway, they gotta pause it because Liberty's water breaks in Toby's Bubby's car. But tell me why this girl was literally rolling away on her stretcher and she's like asking about the assembly. Girl, if you don't sit your ass down and birth that baby. Girl, finally too, after like 87 years. But also to be like, this is the most liberty thing that could happen. Like homegirl would absolutely give birth on the way to the assembly. I'm actually surprised she didn't have anyone record her giving her speech or whatever she was supposed to do. (laughs) Like as she's being rolled away in the stretcher because like that's her life. Like this baby was really second to her existence and to like her schoolwork and so i mean liberty got goals that's okay (laughs) and 
A baby do not fit in that goals. <laughs> I wish the properly fit condom could have, perhaps an abortion. <clears throat> but, you know, Ooh. we made our choices and we are now laying in them. I don't know if that made any sense. We next we we next and we last see Liberty during a montage at the end of the episode during another person's song, completely mm-hmm. unrelated to her storyline, and she is handing her baby over to the adoption representative. And that is the end of Liberty being pregnant. So we can go ahead, go ahead and stuff this bitch back in the background. Girl, what did I miss, though? Because the last I remember, these hoes was trying to keep the baby. So then after the whole situation with JT, they decided against it. Oh, yeah. I think she said, absolutely not. This is terrible. Look at what me trying to keep a baby turned into. You sold drugs and then you tried to die. And I'm going to have this deal with this for the next 18 plus years. No, ma'am. Yeah. I'm not mad at her at all. I'm mad at the fact that it took her that long to realize that. But she did say she wanted to carry the baby to term regardless. So she did. Everyone got their wish. (laughs) You're right. So a win is a win. If your man gotta sell drugs for you to get there. Right. It'll take something. It normally takes something like that for you to realize. All right. Any more questions, comments, or concerns about this part of the episode? No. And now, a word from our sponsors. In the opening scene, which is our plot A for this episode, Craig is playing his guitar and he's writing a song with Ellie when they end up hitting each other into a fit of giggles until Joey shares that Manny's on the phone for Craig. Joey looks disappointed, and I'm trying to figure out how Ellie is once again pushing up on somebody's man, because that bitch don't quit. How she's do? How is she doing it right after doing it to Jimmy and Hazel, who broke up, and now she wants nothing to do with him? Girl, I want to punch Ellie. <laughs> um, I have never disliked Ellie so much, and I only dislike her more. She just continues to get worse and worse and worse. This is nutty. I don't know one redeemable quality that this bitch has. Fucking Captain Save a whole looking ass. <laughs> um, Craig tries to brush Manny's phone call off and he's like, I'm studying. But Joey says, don't look like studying to me. Ellie reminds Craig that we probably actually should be studying. And Craig is like, nah, nah, nah. We got to prepare for the band <laughs> showcase because we're going to win. He should have studied, though, because in the next scene, we see Craig is completely failing a presentation for his history class. I stopped paying attention for, like, I don't know, 30 seconds, only to find that Marco was wearing these damn cornrows Girl. again. Uh-uh. It just, it looks silly. Foolish. Dead wrong. I need it to go away. Anyway, the band is at the dot. They're discussing their futures. Craig is like, I'm over school. I don't care about it. I don't want to go to university next year. But Marco and Jimmy say that they are interested in attending university. But Ellie, hmm. Jimmy <laughs> lightly shades Ellie. And I'm not sure if it was intentional because she's about to curve him or not or what. Because he is like. So, Ellie, you're, uh, you're really taking next year off to, like, follow Craig around or whatever rightfully so call her ass out ellie's like i'm not following him around i just don't really have any plans and i'm absolutely following him around (laughs) it is absolutely what this poor puppy dog plans to do but she lucks out at answering that question because spinner shows up he is the only server at the dot ever ever and he's like look guys my, this the dishwasher's band is also performing at the northern sound showcase 
Jimmy's on a roll, though, because why does he initially ask Spinner if he's about to hand them a CD of Spinner and Darcy singing Jesus Loves Me? <laughs> he just like, just like, keep it coming, Jimmy. Keep it coming. The one-liners this episode from him are good. <sighs> but Spinner's like, it's fine, because y'all about to be blown out of the park, because money, money, they pretty good. And Manny agrees because she does see them performing. She's like, oh, damn, they're good, but their look sucks. And some manager shows up and he's like, I agree. His name is Leo Davies. He tells Craig that he loves the vocals and he would like to manage Craig. He don't say shit about the band. And that is relevant for later. Craig arrives home and he's super excited to tell Joey and old girl that a manager wants to manage him and his band. Joey has even better news. A really thick packet from U of T arrived today. Craig was accepted early admissions with a full ride scholarship. This is all very exciting, but Craig says his future is in music. So, of course, I have a question. Do you think Craig should go to college or pursue music? You know, I feel like traditionally... I would be like, yeah, because there's something to fall back on. Bitch, ain't nothing guaranteed. So you taking the music route or you taking the degree route, it's still absolutely nothing guaranteed. And if he really wanted to, he could go to school after. Because I had the thought of like, should he defer or something like that just to be safe with his music stuff? But sometimes these opportunities like are really once in a lifetime. So I'm going to say he should do whatever he wants to because life is short. (laughs) Yes. So I said, Craig ain't my child. So if he were my (laughs) child, I would be against it. But thankfully, he is not. And so for that reason, I think he should take the music opportunity. Because honestly, while a full ride scholarship may not always be there, Mm -hmm. college will be. College is going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's what I said. I also had the thought of like, he probably could have enrolled and then tried to manage it the first semester to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. but if you're gonna jump all in you're gonna jump all in my real big issue is like who is this man and why has nobody like screened him for his like validity you know what not, i mean like no parent got involved not one person they never do because where would the fun be in that <laughs> i'm trying to see him get screwed over like new edition girl every, they are always gonna get screwed over that's the other thing too right it's just like yeah, it's just a risk regardless because he could go in and then get screwed over because that's normally how it goes. But he could also go to college and still not do well. So it actually doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, go pursue music. But I also think it's important. And music is so difficult and that so many aspiring artists take so long to really pop off. I mean, say what you will about this individual who was trash, but you know, old girl's ex-husband. Of the fa- the clan family. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Old girl's ex-husband. I feel like they were pursuing music for a very long time before they actually really took off. Mm-hmm. So you might say, oh, do five years and then you have to go back to school. But five years might not be a justifiable term for you to wait for you to take off. Unfortunately, that means that you might be grinding for 15 years and nothing pops off. And really, nothing's going to pop off because everybody does <laughs> not become old girl's ex-husband no and you really because just like he ended up writing and producing for people way before he was his own artist like sometimes that's what it takes but we do know that craig is a good like musician and his like songs are really good because he already got chosen for that other whatever the other competition Mm -hmm. they did right so it's like he we know it's there but the to have your foot in the door with someone that knows people in in the industry is so uncommon that that's why i'm like 
I mean, I'll just go for it because that's your in and it's really hard to get that in sometimes. Yeah. But also someone who doesn't just know people, but is going to take care of you. Isn't mm-hmm. going to give you 5% and they're going to take 95 and snake it out to everybody else. Because yeah. I, feel, I feel like artists get caught up so much getting screwed over in that way where they're not really making a lot of money. But people think they are and all the things that they're paying for. I'll never forget seeing, I forget which one of them little docu-series was learning that artists were responsible for the set at their performance. Like, that's crazy Mm -hmm. to me. That's so much budget goes into that of their own budget. And then how little of ticket sales actually go to the artist. Like, that's crazy. And so, you know, pursue that music, but also understand you might end up broken on Coke. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for the band's photo shoot, and it's clear that Craig is a focal point for Leo Davies. He shoves Ellie in the background and tells her, tells her, sell yourself from back there. The band is clearly <laughs> feeling a bit put off by Leo's blatant positioning Craig as Lee, but they're like, whatever, we'll just go along with things. Until Leo shows up and tells them that the ball is rolling and there is no time for school. Everyone's a little bit apprehensive about the idea of moving forward with music and ruining their entire education when Leo says that they also need to clean up their sound. And Ellie's like, oh, but that's part of our charm. Just like stealing other bitches' men. And Leo's like, <laughs> I do not care, ma'am. Y'all are rough, and especially on the drumming. Lucky Ellie, this just means she gets a one-on-one time for a special drumming lesson with Craig. One where this boy wraps his arms around Ellie to help her to improve her skills. And I want to know why Craig always got to skate around the edge of cheating. In that damn garage. It's him always up to no good in that garage. Manny walks in to find them and she starts yelling at Craig about how the band is all he cares about. But then when Manny tells, or when Craig tells Manny that this showcase also matters, Manny tells him right now it looks like the only thing that matters is Ellie. So the question here is, is it the band that matters or Ellie that matters, Manny? Because you said it was the band was all he cares about. And then you said it was Ellie. What is the truth? Girl, you know what I realized? Uh, One, she don't know. But two, what I realized is that she probably feels really insecure because she used to mess around with Craig in that fucking garage. Yes. You lose them how you get them, sweet pea. Yeah, so she feels insecure walking into them on that because she knows that's probably what's going down whenever she's not there because that's what was going down when Ashley wasn't there. And you know she was thinking, I got rid of Ashley, that bitch is in London, only for Ellie to show up. She said, well, damn, if you ain't gonna, if it ain't one, it's another. <laughs> and be able to, like, decently play an instrument to be in the band because, like, remember Manny had that whole stint with the tambourine, like... <sighs> Ellie can actually like be in the band and potentially get signed. So I'm sure she feels a way about that too. Cause they're, they would always be together. Craig and Ellie would always have a reason to be around each other. And honestly, she probably feels some type of way about the fact that Ellie's plans for the summer to follow Craig around. Yeah. Who the, like what? The way I would be like, absolutely not. I would actually make sure she got kicked out of that band, but that's just me. <laughs> All very confused. So anyway, Who's right or wrong? I think Manny's right. Craig half-assed chases after Manny, but then he stops himself. And we next find Craig at band practice, and things are not up to Leo's standards. He starts going off about how the drummer cannot keep 
time, and he suggests finding another drummer because Ellie can't cut it for this. Craig implies that if Leo doesn't want Ellie, then he can't have Craig either. But Ellie finds Craig later and tells him that he should go on without them as a solo act. She's like, we don't have the skills and we don't have the passion. So Craig should just cut off the excess baggage and attend the showcase without them. Craig attends the showcase and he performs a song by himself, which, of course, I will include. Day is long, flight and song, but I don't even listen. Bluebird Heights, peace of night, I don't even try. The adoption counselor's in the hall. She's talking to your parents. Every mama gone missing. Every papa gone mad. I'll take a chance. It's not romance, but something more important. So give me wings and let me sing. It's all been done before. For any girl that's unhappy, for any boy. And as I said earlier, what is great is that we have this montage of Craig's song playing over Liberty holding her baby in the hospital because they literally did not give this girl the time. And then we last see Craig this season, maybe this season, definitely this episode because it's the end. Mm -hmm. Um, he is telling the band goodbye, so I guess he won the showcase. Yeah. Th- this moved really quickly, and again, it's one of those episodes that's just gonna try to breeze by it, because we just came from a two-part episode, but this made me realize that this is, like, his last appearance as a regular character. Like, he'll mm-hmm. show up again, but, like, this was his last time being, like, one of the main ensemble cast characters. Oh, from season two to season five. We'll miss you, Craig. He don't even stay through graduation. Right. You had like three weeks. Does he drop out? Is that what this is? This must be it, right? And it's literally just like, why couldn't they have finished? (laughs) Because now you don't got a degree uh, or like a high school diploma or and you're not getting a degree like that. I would have actually had to make sure that he finished high school first. Right. And see, my issue is that. I don't know. I feel like these artists and these younger artists are being intentionally kept without critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why they get taken advantage of. All the 360 deal, especially now in this day and age, like this is early 2000s, but like in a place where you can go on TikTok one day and then blow up the next and literally be signed by somebody. Like it's so easy to be taken advantage of and like be convinced to sign a 360 deal or literally sign your next 10 years away because someone is like waving money and like 
fancy things in your face. And they can so easily just drop you and find somebody else because everyone is trying to get found and get chose. Yes, there's so many people that will willingly sign something just to, like, have their name out there for a few. Like, can you imagine there are people thirstier than Ellie Nash out there? (laughs) Speaking of which. they're all over TikTok. With my episode moral, I said, keep your man away from Ellie. That's it. You got something (laughs) better? No, I actually don't. I'm mad. I did not write the one that I was thinking of down. But that is really as good as it gets. You got anything else to add? Nope, that's all I got for this week. Next on Degrassi. The Friendship Club's opinions on sex and homosexuality threaten Spinner's newly repaired friendship with Marco. Meanwhile, Spike's friends visit her in order to cheer her up on her and Snake's third anniversary. That wraps this week's episode of the Load the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes, 385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes. Oh, I'm a nigga that got it.